My guest today is Sharina White. Sharina is the founder and creator of Detail and Difference of the grazing sensation, The Gourmet Dinner Lady. Following a more than 20-year career as a backing singer for such greats as Kylie Minogue, Elton John, James Morrison, and The Gorillas, Sharina found herself, like many, at a crossroads, and The Gourmet Dinner Lady was born. But no road is ever completely straight, and every success may have its challenges. So pour yourself a cup of something delicious and join me and Sharina in conversation on The Nudge, because you never know where it may lead. So good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to The Nudge with Kia Eileen. This morning, I am joined by Sharina White, also known as the Gourmet Dinner Lady. Welcome, Sharina. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. It's my great, great pleasure. Um, I've known Sharina for a while and she is just one of the most gracious and fun spirits. So we are going to have a great time today. Thank you, um, all the listeners for tuning in. You are in for a treat. So um, with all of the podcasts, I love to start with just some breathing, just some breathing to kind of bring us into the to the same space, to bring us into heart resonance and to open the flow of communication. So I'll invite you to take a deep breath with me. So take a deep breath in and release. Take a deep breath in, feeling your heart opening and expanding. And release. And then opening and taking a deep breath in. Feel that heart opening and expanding and glowing and release. Mm. Feel the smile spreading on your face as we open our eyes. And welcome, 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 welcome. Sharina, it's so great to have you here. Pleasure speaking with you. Oh, thank you so much for that. So, so you are known as the Gourmet Dinner Lady, and we'll get on to that in a second. But prior to being the Gourmet Dinner Lady, you had a very illustrious career as a singer, as a performer for more than 20 years, correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay, that sounds like a yeah, long time. Yeah. <laughs> when you sort of put it in those terms, for more than 20 years traveling the world and, and having a wonderful lifestyle. So we know you as the gourmet dinner lady, and we will talk about um, what you're presently doing in a, ma- in a moment. But um, prior to that, you had this wonderful, illustrious career as an entertainer as a singer, traveling the world, seeing wonderful sights and and just having a wonderful lifestyle. So um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, um, it was, yeah, gosh, it's quite a long time actually. And I'm pretty, (laughs) 
required and we put it in those terms it does feel like wow that was a, a lot a long time um, and it's been fun I started at 17 years old fresh out of college and um, my first gig was on top of the pops with an artist that was huge at the time by the name of Mark Morrison and everybody loved Mark Morrison um, and everybody loved top of the pops you know like an, it's sort of part of the culture of the UK um, so for me as a teenager that was massive I, I couldn't quite get my head around that and and actually that's just how it's gone on from from that point and I've traveled to the world I could say a good three times over actually um, and in the middle of all of that managed to have some children and you know start another business so it's been it's been amazing I've worked with some great people ate some amazing food along the way and um yeah it's been it's been balanced balanced and colorful oh I love that balanced and colorful and I love that you said you know yeah. I've traveled the world probably three times over so as you're traveling the world you're having these experiences what were some of your, you know, what were some of your highlights? What were some of your most, most, I guess, the, the most favourite times you've experienced? Amazingly, it's everything from performing as part of a, you know, amazing band or something that is headlining at Glastonbury and Madison Square Gardens and, you know, you know Sydney Opera House and, you know, amazing venues like that. But I think the moments that are, are sort of soul moments, so soul moments, you know, they're career moments, but the soul moments for me in that time have been, sometimes we have to go get onto tour buses and we are dropped off in weird and wonderful places. And I ended up in a place in America called Joplin, that tiny, small, very little there. And we just get, kept walking one day and just found this amazing kind of cascade of water we sat there had some lunch and it was you know almost like a waterfall but it was bizarre because you just wouldn't expect it to be there and that was well that's got to be over 10 or 12 years ago now and that still sticks out as being one of like the most high the biggest highlights of my career simply because I think in that moment I sat there and it defined everything that I think I'd worked for you know I was it was the location, it was the space. I just took it all in. And when you're fast paced in music, you don't always get a chance to do that, you know? So, so yeah, so it was nice to, to have that moment. Um, and it, yeah, it was definitely a moment for me. I love that. You know, I guess in my head, I was expecting for you to say something like, you know, performing with someone, you know, really wonderful or something like that. And I love that you've reflected that, you know, your highlight was, was find something, finding something beautiful and unexpected. Um, that's amazing. That's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, so you have this incredible career. You're traveling the world. And as you say, in the midst of that, you have a family, might I add, five children. Um, so in the midst of that, you have five children. And then something starts to shift for you. What was that? I think what I realized very quickly was that I needed soul and heart to kind of be at the forefront of what I was doing in, you know, to earn money, you know, that, that became really pivotal. I love singing. I love performing. I love every single experience I've had and I will never take it for granted. Every artist, you know, every, every city, every part of the world, you know, from Brazil all the way through to, you know, kind of amazing cities. And 
in the world, but I needed my soul to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And I think having my fifth baby was what shifted that massively. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I had the first four really close together. And then years and years and years later, you know, the full fifth baby sort of came and I was like, right, okay, you know, that's fine. We've done this. We can manage this. No problem. But I think I went back to work and went, started singing again, went on the road when she was eight weeks old. And that's when I realized that not only was eight weeks very quick, oh my goodness, you know, I know I've done this before, but I'm, I'm in a different phase of my life. I'm at a different age now, you know, my family is in a different space oh my gosh, what is happening here? And and that shook me. It shook me to the core, actually. And it took me a long time, I would say, to kind of work out what was going on, you know, because I'm saying it in such, you know, such a kind of ordered way, but it wasn't as, as straightforward as that. But once I worked it all out, and I, I guess, you know, you never stop working things out, but as I, as I kept going with it, I just became really, really clear that there was something I needed to do differently. And I, and I guess I just sort of thought, right, what do I love next to my children, next to traveling, next to singing, what would make my soul and what part of me could I give in a way that would make me feel like I was serving others um, whilst I guess, you know, making some money and yeah. it was food all day long. It was yeah. food. entertaining. Um, entertaining at home you know for me I've, I've always had this thing about taking a seat at the table mm-hmm. and I know so many people that don't feel that they have a seat at a table you know um or they're not too sure what that actually looks like and I think that's what it was about you know <sighs> so the vehicle is food, but the I guess it's about taking a seat at the table I love that taking a seat at the table and I've never, I've never really heard it in those terms. A lot of people don't have a seat at the table. Now you also said something just then uh, very interesting. You said, you know, you had, there was a feeling, you know, there was a, your soul was calling out for something and you had a feeling that you wanted to do something. What was the feeling like for you? Um, an awful lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt extremely confused, ex- extremely scared of the, um, you know, what, what's going on. I felt conflicted and I didn't understand what that was because I was always very sure, you know, yeah. what I was, what I knew. Um, but I wasn't. I suddenly became quite unsure. Um, and it was just right. Say that again. Sorry, I lost you. Okay. I said it felt disruptive. It you felt know, disruptive. Yeah, something disrupted in me, you know, and I needed to, yeah, I felt, I became uncomfortable, you know, and it's that feeling, isn't it, you know, of like, and I've heard a lot of people say that before, and and I guess, yeah, that was my experience. Yeah. I didn't feel settled in what I was doing anymore. You didn't feel settled. And I love that that, we can start to define that as one of your nudges, right? That, you know, yeah. this kind of unsettled feeling that was pushing you, it was disrupting you in some in some way. As you said, you know, you had, you know, you had your career and, and with the four other children, it was fine. You knew how to work, you knew how to work things. But then when the fifth child came along, something was different. And there was a nudge in you that wouldn't allow you to settle. And so you had to move. And, and then you went on this, this voyage of, I guess, discovery about what is this? 
yeah. what is this? Come? Yeah, what's going on? What's come? What's coming up in me? And you and you said, you know, it took you a while. How long would you say it took you to figure it out? I, I'd say maybe a good six to eight months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just to kind of lay the foundation of actually, yeah, this is this is happening to me, and these are the reasons why. You know, and then I began to act on that yeah. and make some change. So, and and yeah. I think and I think that's really important to point out for people that you know if you know if they are feeling unsettled or if they're trying to figure things out that you know it might not be instant, it might not yeah, be yeah. an instant fix. It might it might take a while for you to understand you know you know what is going on here. How am I feeling? What am I moving toward? And my goodness, did you find? A place to move toward. So, you know, you said food featured really highly for you. What was food? What was, what did food represent in your family? Uh, I think growing up, food was always what sat between each one of us, but it, it was, food has always been, I think, in our family, in all honesty, um, it always represented time in our family growing up you know um I knew that if my nan called me and and we always used to have Saturday soup um West Indian family you go to your nan's you have Saturday soup and you sit you watch wrestling and that's what you do I'm an 80s baby <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it works that's, that's how it works you know and you didn't go anywhere else <laughs> there was no you didn't go anywhere else. that's where you were on a Saturday right um and then but you knew that if you got a telephone call, if I got a telephone call, telephone call from my nan in the middle of the week to say, come over for some food, I knew there was a conversation that was going to take place, right? It was, food was always, it always sat between a moment. It always sat between a shift. It always represented a time when people would, would arrive one way and leave another. And whether we arrived and we were cool but then we'd leave and we were like belly rolling, laughing, or we'd like, you know, someone would reveal something. So we'd all crying, it, no matter what, you know, we'd leave the table singing, but we would never leave the same. And I think that for me is the piece, you know, and, and even with that, which I guess is like another side of this conversation, but even with that in the business I run now, I have battled with that. Mm -hmm. I battled with how to communicate that to the world, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's another part of the conversation. But, yeah, I, I, that's what food is for me. That, that's, yeah. that's how I dealt with food, you know. I love that. You, you, left, you, you left different to how you arrived, right? You know, it was a, it was a change of state all around food and, and family. And that's beautiful. And... And does it represent the same thing in your family, the family that you're creating? I think so. I think so. Our home has always been the hub. Now, really interestingly, the house that we live in um, used to be a shop. And where we live is quite a small community. So you get loads of people who, you know, generationally, they've either lived on the same street, you know, since they were, you know, they've been in the family for years and years and years, that house has, or they went to school in the local area, whatever. Anybody that we meet from the local area always mentions that this house was um, the hub. Like it was the shop at the front and people would always stand at the front of the shop. And the people that owned the shop were very community. They loved everybody being in. And 
you know, they were, they embraced people, you know, if you didn't have money for the bread, it was fine, you know, come back when you want. And when we brought the house from them, they were very keen to, they had other people who offered more money, developers who wanted to transform it into flats and whatever. Um, but they said, no, we want to sell you this house. And I didn't know anything about their background at that time. We moved in and very quickly the house became like, our, our dinner table just never stopped seeing people. Breakfast, lunch and dinner. It was just people. We, we, we moved to the area, so we didn't know anybody, but we kept meeting people, you know, more, and, and they'd just keep coming for lunch and, you know, yeah, come for lunch and, yeah, come for dinner, come for breakfast, you know, and it was like seven days a week. And I remember my husband sort of going, why, another lunch? You know, <laughs> we're cooking again, are we? We're cooking again, you know. Right. Okay. Um, and then I think that's how the children, that's all the children have known. You know, um, when we sit down for our family meals, you know, our te- the table has always been the centre, the epicentre, mm. I would say, of our world. It is our heartbeat. It's, you know, if we don't sit at the table, for me, I feel like there's something missing. Mm. Mm. You know? And if, if we have a table that breaks suddenly, I'm making a makeshift table or we are all sitting around on the floor together, you know, but we're going to commune together, you know, yeah. so it's the physical table, you know, but we're, we're together. Yeah. I love that. And so you took on, you took on the community spirit of the house. Um, I love that. And it was probably your, you know, your energy, your family's energy and the, and the house's energy just matching perfectly. And so then that really then fits in incredibly well with your business, right? And so your business really feels like an extension of sort of who you already are and and what your family what your family already represents. So for those for those who don't know the amazing work that you do, can you describe what a grazing board is? What grazing is? Um, so grazing is definitely coming together. It is essentially boards, boxes or tables um, full of food from, you know, variety of different types of foods, cheeses, meats, uh, falafel, vegetarian, vegan, you know, fruits, nuts, whatever you, you know, whatever you can think of can be featured on these boards. Um, And we literally fill the boards with loads and loads of food and set everything out and people are able to share. That's, yeah, that's, and and they, they're beautiful. You know, it's a, it's about, eating with the eyes I think that's what you know this is it's presentation is everything and that's that's where you can see the love you know yeah and you know I've I've been fortunate enough to to have one of Sharina's boards and it literally is even before you taste anything you know Sharina's absolutely you're absolutely right you know you do feast on it with your eyes such vibrant colors and different textures and it's so beautiful it looks like artwork and you almost don't want to eat it and then you do start eating it and then you can't stop eating it so um (laughs) (laughs) and it does have that sense because you are all around this board you're all kind of picking from this board it really does create this amazing sense of community on top of being delicious and healthy at the same time as well so um so how long have you been running your business now uh so almost two years actually wow almost two years yeah it's flying by. yeah okay and and how have you found it has it been all wonderful success or have you had any challenges and how have you found it 
I think that uh, the business itself, in, I mean, obviously running any business, you, there's challenges, you know, you're learning as you go. Um, but for me, a bit like motherhood, you know, if, if somebody says I've never had a baby, I've never given birth, but they run a business, I would say, darling, you you have a child, <laughs> you, you have a child and you, you know, your your business is your baby, you yeah. know, your business is your baby and it was my sick child. It has been my mm. sick, baby, sick baby. And there have been a lot of challenges along the way. You know, we've, we've got so much that's going on as a family. Um, it's a transition. I'm, I'm doing less singing, but still singing. Um, learning, just learning how to run a business whilst raising a family and whilst, you know, trying to produce amazing pieces of art via food um mm. yeah it's been it's been busy um but I think the biggest challenge for me has been as I said before communicating exactly what it is that this business represents for me and mm. I, and actually the beauty of it though is that without me even saying or feeling like I'm communicating well the things that the feedback I get sort of reassures me actually people are getting it you know that this is yeah. a heart business it's a soul business it is yeah. not about it's not just about, right, you know, I've got all these goals because I've got goals and that's, you know, that's what you're going to business for. But this is about, this is about, you know, taking a seat at the table. It is mm. about giving people an opportunity or a person, you know, the opportunity to share something through food with somebody else that maybe they haven't shared before. So last week, for example, we had, because um, we're not officially up and running yet. Um, we've taken a little break through the whole you know, season that we're in right now. Um, but we're getting, getting ready to come back again. But I had somebody call me last week um, and they asked me, you know, could you just produce something for me? And I said, okay, you know, that's, that's no worries. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, and then when I went to the home of the person whose house it was, it turned out that, you know, it was a doctor who had just done a 40 something hour shift pretty much had just come back from the hospital and was working in you know the unit that was dealing with those with the current virus and he just looked I put it on the doorstep and he just looked to me as he opened the door and he just burst into tears you know and and we got talking and he was just you know and everything that came out everything that he was saying I just thought this is what why I do what I do. You know, it isn't about being seen to crunch numbers or how many boxes can I shove out the door. It's about for me. It's about soul. You know, yeah. it's about it's about connecting. Yeah, yeah. connecting the dots. And that person felt so much closer to the person that had sent it to them because yeah. you know, obviously, that was a thoughtful, considerate thing to do. So, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's how it's been. That's, that's what is what underbelly. I love that you said um, you sometimes have trouble communicating what the business is. And I think, I think you communicated that beautifully and perfectly, you know, it's about heart and soul and communication and connection and, um, and that's real impact, right? That's real impact on a, on a soul level, on a heart to heart level. Um, So let's talk about sort of, okay. So we've talked about what, the feeling that you got when you knew you wanted to make that change, when you knew you wanted to, there was something different. That feeling that you had, that knew that you knew you had to, you had to move. What happens, or what has happened in the past when you've ignored that? When you've ignored the nudge? I'm quite, I follow my gut. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a gut girl, you know, and when I haven't followed my gut and I, um, I, 
I guess what has always happened is that it doesn't Im- just impact me, it impacts others. And mm. I, and that was quite huge for me, you know. Um, you see the knock-on effect, because I, I believe that most of what we're supposed to do isn't just for us, it is for other people. And, um, yeah, I think, and, and uh, impacted in really weird ways, like maybe a door that could have opened, been opened that you should have walked through, that somebody else could have then walked behind you as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it can kind of, you know, have impacts in that sense. And also, you just feel un- unfulfilled, you know, I, honestly. I mean, I can't tell you, there's been times where I have, even within Gourmet Dinner Lady, done things because I think it's the right thing to do, because I think, you know, well, that's what everybody else is doing. And, you know, we've got to almost be seen to keep up with the Joneses, you know, your competitors. And honestly, I just began to hate what I was producing because it didn't feel authentic. I didn't look at it and think, I'd feel proud. I felt, right, okay, I see. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when I shifted that and I was just like, this is what I do and I do what I do. And I'm big, bad, fierce, bold. I love me. (laughs) I love me. And I love... I love the people that loving me allows me to come into contact with, you know, I love that. And I don't know if everybody will understand that, but for me, like that's, you know, following my heart in terms of the people that I connect with and the times that I have and the things I say no to, because no is just as important as yes. In fact, it's more important for me has changed everything. So, so yeah, I think it's important to follow that nudge, that gut, because it can change your course and it can, you know, it can sometimes take you a while to get back on track. It's not impossible. Delays, delays where you're going to go, where you're going to get to. That's so good. There are so many delicious things in there. You know, (laughs) I love me. And, and it's interesting because when you do um, love what you do and love who you are and and you show up differently and therefore you attract different things and different experiences and different people into your life. And, and, you know, I think that's what you're reflecting there. And, oh, that's so good. You know, follow your gut, follow your heart. And, and another thing, you know, if you, if you do go off course, you know, and I love that you've said it may delay you. It may delay you. It won't totally throw you off course if you if you get back on the path. If you if you understand how to follow your gut again, it just delays you. But you can come back to that. And so I think that's also another really important message that you know that nudge, that gut instinct is still always going to be there. You could go off track a little bit, um, but you can always come back to that. So nothing's ever lost, and you will have had you have gained some experiences along the way as well. Um, but you still always find your way home. You don't have to let it define you either. You know, it, it's a moment in time. And, yeah. you know, even, there's, no, there's no such thing as a, as a waste of time. You know, there's no such thing as wasted time. It, it's Everything is always there to teach you something. It's just about whether or not you're willing to learn. The lesson yeah. that maybe going off course is there to teach you, you know. Yeah. Amazing. And, you know, talking about, you know, bringing really um, interesting people into your life um, when you follow who you are and and show up in authenticity, you've had a really great and interesting name check for your business as well, haven't you? (laughs) Which even, do you know what, even in that, I honestly thought about 10 times, honestly, maybe 10 times a week at one point of changing that name because 
you know, in my game, everybody is platter this or grazing that and, you know, and all that sort of thing. And and I was very much like, oh, you know, again, not sure. And do you know what? Then I just sort of got to the point of realising that the Gourmet Den Lady, it just dropped in my heart. I do not know where it came from. I didn't see it on a billboard. Nobody said it to me. I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm calling this business the Gourmet Den Lady. And actually, that name came, definitely dropped in my heart, I would say, a good year or so before I even started the business. Really? And I just kept, yeah. And I just kept walking around with this business name, not quite knowing what what, what it was about or anything like that. Um, And it just made sense. It made perfect sense. The Gourmet is the experience. It's the supper club. It is the, you know, food that is, you know, experimental and quite, you know, I'd say posh, a bit bougie, you know, and it's an experience. And the dinner lady says, my arms are open. Yeah. Let me give you, you know, two extra helpings of mashed potato because you're going for a hard time. And, you know, let me bake you a cake because I know that you just need a little bit of comfort right now. You know, um, the dinner lady says, you know, I love you and I'm here for a chat and, you know, yeah, I sell food, but actually I could just sit and talk to you all day long. So even if you don't buy anything that I've got to sell, but you leave here different, I'm going to give you that time. And the dinner lady is maternal. It is nurturing. It is loving. It's kind. And that's what I walk with. And the times I'd stopped walking with that and being really commercial and really, really focused on, I've got to achieve all this. I lost complete sight. And I actually financially and in terms of growth when I was authentic and stuck really close and have stuck really close to that yeah it's the business has has thrived and done really really well so I I think that's a really important message and I love that it just dropped in it just dropped in and I love that you said it dropped into your heart as well that's when you know right when when something comes like a bolt out of the blue but you feel it in your heart that's when you know it's right so um that's beautiful that's beautiful so so wrapping this up we're going to talk to your nudge we're going to talk to your nudge so normally I'll, I'll ask a question like you know what words does your nudge have or what words would your nudge speak or like to leave with I'm going to ask your nudge if it had a favorite song to sing what would it be um it would be oh <laughs> <laughs> so many there's amazing songs but I would say the song that you said that you that came to my mind straight away as soon as you said that was um you are my sunshine my little sunshine you make me happy when skies are gray you'll never know just how much I love you please don't take my sunshine away I never got the words right but that's what it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. We've been <laughs> graced and blessed. I wouldn't care if you had all of the wrong words wrong. I honestly wouldn't. We have been graced and blessed by your presence and your wise words and your love. Sharina White, Gourmet Dinner Lady, I absolutely love you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Thank you, Sharina, for bringing such sunshine to the nudge today. 
I loved how Sharina reflected on how she came up with the idea for the nudge, pursuing what she loved, and how her experiences with her grandma as a child ensures that when you're with the Gourmet Dinner Lady today, you leave different than how you arrived. Thank you, Sharina. If you would like to contact Sharina or get a glimpse of her stunning grazing boards, follow her on Instagram at the Gourmet Dinner Lady, all one word. Join me next week for another very special guest. And remember to follow the nudge because you never know where it might lead. <laughs>